This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Hannah Pagel. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization's food price index is down 24% since its peak in March 2022 when Russia invaded Ukraine. Among the contributors to that decline was dairy products, which fell 4% this month. Milk powder was the biggest drop in that category. The index for vegetable oils dropped 3.1% last month on price declines for palm, sunflower, soybean, and rapeseed oils. And the index for meat and poultry dropped 3% from large declines across the pork, poultry, beef, and sheep sectors due to strengthening supplies. A Minnesota Democrat says a farm bill needs to be done this year and that bipartisan measures can help get the legislation passed. Senator Tina Smith spoke on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers. She says now that Congress is back from the August recess, a markup of the farm bill could take place by October. I know that uh, Chair Stabenow and uh, Ranking Member Bozeman and many of us have been working hard on a lot of the details of that bill. I think they've made really good headway. There are some things that they are caught up on, particularly in the commodity title. What I hope is that we'll have a bipartisan markup in October and that we'll be able to finish this bill um, in good time by the end of the year. We can't think about going into uh, 2024 without a bill done. It's too important to too many parts of the rural economy and to the farm and ranch economy and really to the whole country. Smith says if the farm bill gets punted to next year, it could become bogged down in the politics of the election year. However, Smith says she is optimistic something will be passed in the next few months. Next week, we are going to be starting the um, process for voting on the big budget bills in the Senate for the first time in years. We're actually voting on each of these um, appropriations bills um, way ahead of time. So I think that shows that there's good bipartisan interest in getting these important bills done. And Farm Bill is, I mean, other than appropriations, it's the bill that the Senate has to pass this year. While Smith may be optimistic about a Farm Bill passing this year, some industry leaders do not believe that's the case. Farm policy veterans Jonathan Copas of the University of Illinois and Randy Russell of the Russell Group were also on this week's show to discuss Congress's agenda for the month of September and what that means for a passage of a farm bill. Russell says there have been a lot of hurdles for Congress to work through before the farm bill could become a priority. Well, first, it was the debt ceiling and trying to deal with that. We got that behind us, but now we're facing a situation come September 30th where the government needs to be funded. And there is going to be, I think, a hell of a debate over uh, what that looks like and how far we may extend funding for uh, the government. The Senate wants to move towards a funding the government until December. The House is focused more on uh, four weeks but there is not going to be any farm bill action until we figure out how the government is going to get funded uh, for the rest of the year. Philip Brasher has more on the FAO report, and you can watch this week's Newsmaker show on agripulse.com or tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on RFD TV. Finally today, farmers in 20 states can now enroll in cost share programs to adopt cover crops through the Farmers for Soil Health Initiative. This program is funded through USDA's Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities and is sponsored between the United Soybean Board, National Pork Board, and National Corn Growers Association. 
Farmers for Soil Health Executive Director Ben West says the program will give corn and soybean farmers the opportunity to try out cover crops and test feasibility on their farms. We know cover crop adoption is still pretty low around the country, less than 10%. For many farmers, it's a new practice, and to help them figure out how to adopt this new practice, we think both of those are important. Giving them the money to mitigate risk, but also the technical resources and assistance to help them figure out how to do it. West says the program was built by farmers for farmers, and that is where it is different than other initiatives. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. U.S. agriculture contributes just 10% to overall greenhouse gas emissions, a lot less than other industries. Agriculture also plays an active role in enhancing wildlife and absorbing carbon. Learn more at fb.org slash sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peigel.